Hey guys, and welcome to the Travel Horror Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Rudder. And if you've been following along, then you know we are at the end of season one. So first of all, I really want to thank you for tuning in every single week. And I am so grateful for all the support I've been getting from from both my guests and to you guys, the listeners. You guys are awesome. I am very humbled by all the positive feedback I've been getting. And on that note, if you have a minute, uh, please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and leave a review because it'll help more people find the show. And I am so grateful for that. Thank you guys so much. Now, uh, I put a lot of work into the show notes. So if you are looking for links or resources from any of the previous episodes, just head over to Travel Horse storiespodcast.com and click on any episode you want and you will find all the show notes there now if you're like me i'm sure you are sick and tired of hearing about covid19 if i hear the word unprecedented one more time i don't know i really don't know so season two will start on tuesday september 15th and uh every episode after that will be released every two weeks so a new episode every two weeks on tuesday so we can finally get into the meat and potatoes of what this podcast is all about and talk about and listen to crazy and wild travel horror stories and absolutely nothing to do with COVID-19. Thank you. But we got one more COVID-19 story. So in this bonus episode, you know, it was previously recorded uh, near the beginning of all the craziness, but it has a very interesting perspective from a house sitter and how she was affected by COVID-19. Thanks again for listening. And, you know, let's jump right into this story. That's that's really why like we love house sitting as well, because it's just such a great community of people. So, I mean, but still, regardless, it left us without a place to stay. <laughs> And um, that's obviously very stressful. You know, everyone was like getting in like hunker down mode, you know, stay where you are, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, well, um, we can't really hunker down if we don't have anywhere to be, you know. listening to the Travel Horror Stories podcast, a show that listens to real stories from travel bloggers and travelers just like you. Then we unpack those stories to discuss safety tricks, prevention treats, horror hacks, and follow-up tactics. The goal is to turn travel nightmares into dreams of beaches, sunshine, and margaritas. This podcast is brought to you by the Toronto Bloggers Collective, a Facebook community for bloggers and content creators who are either from Toronto or currently living in Toronto and the surrounding area. It's a space to support colleagues in the industry with information as well as engaging with each other's content with regular meetups and sponsored events. If you're from the Toronto area and create content, visit the link in the show notes and join the group. And now, live from the Rudderless Travel Studio in downtown Toronto, Canada, here's your host, Christopher Rudder. So, the weather outside is kind of cold, which quite frankly is bullshit. But this time of the year, I mean, come on, it's just supposed to be patio weather. 
So as you know, no one's allowed to go outside anyways. So it is a bit of a silver lining that the weather sucks and we're inside. Um, as I said before, it would probably suck if if it was beautiful outside and sunny and patio weather where we could be enjoying beer and stuff like that and we're stuck inside. But it sucks outside. It sucks inside. I, I don't know what to tell you. But that's how it is here in Canada. That's how the weather is. It just sucks. And COVID-19 on top of that is just making it suck even more. But I won't talk about how sucky everything is. I will talk about how grateful I am that you guys are taking some time to hang out with me today for today's episode. And we have a really good show for you today. Um, but before I introduce our guests, I'd like to remind you that you can listen to our show over at TravelHorrorStoriesPodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment. It helps the show get found by more people, and that way we can help more people travel with confidence, which is the overall goal. So a riding shotgun with me today on this rudderless ship is Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Hi, doing great, doing great. Are you really doing great? I am. Um, well, it's it's so much. It's nicer where I am right now. So. <laughs> well, where are you right now? Salt Lake City, Utah. Ah, it was the weather like over there. It's quite nice, actually. It's been pretty ah. nice, seventies. So hearing you talk ah. about Toronto, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> now, just just for the conversion, because we don't understand. What's 70? What's that like? Oh, because we don't use that system over here. I Just know. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I lived in Spain for two years. I should really have three years. I should have really mastered Celsius, but I never did. Um, 70? I don't know. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I, I shouldn't put the guests on this on the spot like that. No worries. Um like all of a sudden you need to be a math genius to convert. <laughs> okay, so uh all right, no worries, but I guess 70 is good. It's yeah. good. It's good. It's okay. like nice and mild. <laughs> nice and mild. Not chilly. It's 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 good. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm very excited to hear your story. Uh, so, but before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your travel blog. Yeah. So, um, I have a travel blog with my partner, Varen. So we travel together and we talk all about house sitting as a way to travel the world, uh, at a low cost. Um, and, we also talk about like sustainable and vegan travel because we are both vegan and we're passionate about the environment. So um, that's kind of like another thing that we talk about. But so basically like overarching theme would be all about animals and, you know, house sitting for animals and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the short and sweet version. So we have our blog, Alternative Travelers, and our podcast as well, Alternative Travelers podcast and we talk about all these kind of topics in written and then you know audio form awesome so is your is your podcast is it already out or are you working on the episodes right now yes it is out yeah so we're about to come out with well as of now yeah episode five will be coming out this week um so yeah oh. we've been sharing our stories on there so it's been great and great to connect with other podcasters in travel as well so that's been cool Oh, wicked. Okay. So you know what? I'm going to make sure that I go over and I'm subscribing to your, your, uh, your podcast for sure. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> awesome. And, and at the ending of the episode, we'll get into where we can find you and all that kind of stuff on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll include it in the show notes as per usual, but, 
Um, but we'll get like the link for all that stuff so that way people can find you now. Um, but in the meantime, would you like to play a game? Yes, I'll try. I'm nervous. I have to say because I'm not the best liar, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> wait, way to start the poker game with. Oh, uh, I know. I'm not I the best liar, that. but <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm just throwing you off. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're gonna play uh, three stories, two truth, one lie. Uh, Sam is going to tell me three stories. Two of them are gonna be true. One of them is going to be a lie, and I'm going to try to guess which the lie so if you're ready i'm ready okay first one um is when this was on one of my first trips ever i literally flew into the wrong airport um so i um there's two different there you know there's a lot of cities with the same name in different countries (laughs) and so i i there's two cities named frankfurt in germany and i flew into the one that i didn't mean to fly into um, uh, cause I, I, I had found a cheap flight there and my final destination was Prague. So I, I wanted to get there and the Frankfurt I f- was supposed to fly into was very close by. The one I flew into actually was not close by. So I had to take like literally like several trains and a bus and you know, it was a pain. So yeah, um, that, that was a thing. Um, flying into the wrong airport. I'm not the only person who's done this, so you know it's I, it happens. Hey, you know what? Uh, I've booked a plane from the wrong airport. It was uh, I was in I was in Greece and I was in Santorini, and I just jumped on and booked the flight, but I booked it from the wrong island. Uh, wrong Greek island. Now I was like, this airport isn't on this island. This airport's on a different island. Well, I think we screwed up. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So, that makes yeah, me feel so way to, less bad. Trust me, I mean it happens. So uh, I'm not <laughs> even gonna get into the whole story because that year I think we missed like a flight as well. And uh, anyways, it, that stuff happened. So okay, so carry on. <laughs> All right, travel story number two. Um, so as yeah, as I mentioned, we're house sitters and. Um, so one time we were house sitting for these three cats and, um, one of them did its little business outside of the litter box and the Roomba ran over it and basically sprayed, you know, cat poo everywhere, including on our Christmas presents that were wrapped because (laughs) this was, um, we were house sitting in New York. from New York, so we had all our nice little Christmas presents for friends and family, and uh, yeah, the Roomba sprayed all the cat poo all over it. So we had to literally unwrap these presents <laughs> gingerly. <laughs> gingerly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So that's another one for your consideration. <laughs> um, and then the last one is a little less hilarious. Um, it's a COVID-related travel travel horror story. Um, uh, yeah, we were originally in Bosnia when all of this happened, and we were trying to get back home to the States. And we flew through um, Bulgaria and ended up getting, like, stuck overnight in the airport because we couldn't enter the country so um, that was, yeah, actually we were there for a couple nights before they could figure out what to do with us. Um, so yeah, a little less uh, hilarious. 
but that it was a travel horror story related to Corona, unfortunately, but I'm sure you've been hearing a lot of those. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's see. Um, Bosnia to Bulgaria. That sort of makes sense. Um, I love the Balkan. Uh, <laughs> They're great. I I'm, love them too. I do. I do. Uh, I've, I've been to Bosnia, well, I've been to Bosnia Herzegovina. I've been to Sarajevo and I've been to Mostar, but I haven't been to Bul- uh, Bulgaria yet, but it's definitely on my to go to it for sure. Um, okay. So let's see. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to have to go with the most obvious one, which is, and whenever I do this, I tend to get it wrong, but I'm going to have to just go with that vacuum, the, the Roomba story with the vacuum and the spraying the shite all over the place. <laughs> uh, I just have to go with that one as a lie. Uh, so I don't know. Nope, that was true. <laughs> Straight up, I knew I should have went for the obvious one. You okay, can't. So I just I couldn't lot. make that up. I couldn't make it up. You know. <laughs> and I had the advantage. I should have been paying attention to see to hear in your voice if you were lying or not. Uh, okay, so which one? So that's so that's true. So which one's the lie? The lie was the Bosnia one. <laughs> Damn it. And I started with that too. You know, see, the good thing about what I learned about, actually, maybe I'm not as bad of a liar as as I thought, because what you have to do is you have to incorporate some truth to it, you know, so that you're not totally. So, yeah, there are elements of truth, but that didn't happen to us. Okay. So explain, explain, explain what the the true elements of that story are. And then you can, and then explain uh, the first story a little bit. Mm, yeah. Okay. So the the true elements were that we were in Bosnia um, in the fall. We stayed in Sarajevo for three months. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and I have been to Bulgaria uh, on a separate trip, um, though. So um, yeah, that those are the true elements. But we we were not there when the whole COVID thing happened. So. <laughs> Ooh, but I, I actually, another true element of that story is that I, I did know someone who got stuck in an airport overnight in, in Bulgaria. So I kind of weaved his story in. <laughs> well played. Well played. Okay. <laughs> and okay. And the, and the first story, um, I can't even remember what the first story is amongst all these lies now. Uh, <laughs> flying, flying into the wrong airport. Yes. Okay. So that's true. So what, so explain that quickly. What happened there? Yeah. So this was like literally when I was in college. So it was quite a long time ago at this point. It was my first real travel mishap, I think. Um, So I didn't know, you know, I was just like cheap flight to Frankfurt. Great. Like bye. And I didn't even realize until probably the week before um, I was going to fly out. Like when I was trying to, you know, figure out how I was going to get to where I was staying, then I was like, hmm, not seeing this hostel in this Frankfurt. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, you so know what? it literally just involved, like, you know, taking the Deutsche Bahn, taking another bus, and, you know, taking a whatever. So it was a whole long trek, but it makes for a good story now. Oh, for sure. Okay, so just because just I'm curious. So I know that Frankfurt is, is a pretty big hub. Uh, in Germany. Uh, so was there two cities named Frankfurt and both in Germany? Yes. 
There is are. The spelling, the spelling is the same too? You know, I'm not entirely sure on that. I'm pretty sure it's the same. But one of the, the, the big airport hub, like that's the one I flew into, Frankfurt am Main, it's called, I guess, the hub. That's the one I flew into. But there is a much, much, much smaller Frankfurt that's like very close to the border. Um, whereas the Frankfurt that I flew into is like more central. So, um, so yeah. I, I'm not the only, like I said, I'm not the only one who's done this. I literally know a German who's done this. So it's like not that crazy. <laughs> well, well, if the if the German person can, can mess that up, then the rest of us can absolutely for sure. Exactly. So, all right. Fair enough. No, those, those are fantastic. I love those. Uh, thank you for playing. That's, that's so much. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed the Roomba story. I love telling that one. <laughs> What would you do if the home you were scheduled to house sit for suddenly became unavailable as the homeowner was forced to return home due to COVID-19, leaving you without a place to stay? That's what happened to Sam and her partner as they are house sitters. Uh, so this is a very interesting perspective. But I guess you, it wasn't like you you planned to go somewhere. You were kind of already somewhere when this started happening. Yeah. So let's, so let's start with where you were then and maybe how you ended up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're full-time house sitters, so digital nomads. So we don't have, like, a home base, like, anywhere. Um, originally, we're from New York City, but we don't – obviously, it would be incredibly expensive to maintain a home base there. So that it doesn't – no, we don't have that. And so, yeah, we just travel full-time house sitting from place to place. So we were house sitting uh, when when this happened, and yeah, we were like debating what to do because we weren't sure if we should go back to New York. Well, so I guess so we were in Salt Lake City when this happened. We were in um, house sitting in Salt Lake City for three months. And it kind of like all came together at a head because so the guy that we were house sitting for was scheduled to come back um, at the end of March, which like, as you know, is kind of like when everything hit the fan. So um, we weren't sure if he was going to be able to get back and he because he was coming from from India. So it wasn't like just coming from, you know, the next state over or something like that. So, um, so, so technically speaking, you were, so how long were you already there? Were you there, um, or how long were you supposed to house sit for? It was supposed to be from. We, um, we got to Salt Lake January 1st, actually. Okay. So, um, yeah, we came, we had been house sitting in New York around the holidays so that we could be with friends and family around the holidays. And then we came, uh, to Salt Lake City, yeah, January 1st. And the house it was for like about two and a half months. So it was scheduled to end right when all this stuff happened. We were like having this back and forth with the guy we're house sitting for. And like he had to reroute his flight and stuff because everything was so up in the air. And, you know, borders were closing very quickly. So um, he was we weren't sure whether he was going to be able to get back. 
he ended up getting back like on literally like one of the last uh, flights back from India to the States um, a few days late, but he still got back regardless. Um, but so when, when that was all happening, that was like one plot line. <laughs> but then the other thing was that we were um, scheduled to start house sitting in San Francisco, like the Bay Area, um, that last week of March. So we try to line up our house sets like pretty much back to back, you know. Of course, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be in the street <laughs> yeah. in the middle. And so exactly. I was going to ask you, um, like, when were you supposed to be there till and then where your next gig was supposed to start? So you kind of answered that question. Yeah. 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 So we were scheduled to end like March 20th. So it was like yeah, already okay. scheduled to finish right when all this stuff was going down. And right. so we plan like pretty far out now because we've been house sitting um, for like four years at this point. So like, you know, you kind of like learn and it's, it's just way um, less stressful if you have it planned out further in advance because, sure. you know, then you don't want to wor- have to worry about where you're sleeping next week, you know. <laughs> so we yeah. had we had planned out through July, actually. We had been booked out till July, like in February, and um, we were scheduled to start our next house at March, like, 23rd in the Bay Area. And usually, like, when you're house sitting, people are like, yeah, come, like, a day earlier so we can get to know each other. You can get to know the pets, like, whatever. So we didn't have any nights where we weren't going to be somewhere. So, um, but, yeah, while we were having all these conversations with the guy we were house sitting for, like, about what was going to happen and there was all this uncertainty, um, then we were also in conversations with the people we were going to supposed to start house sitting for in California, um, because they weren't sure if their plans were going ahead or not. You know, it was that really critical moment, I feel like, when things started happening in North America. Um, that time period when everything was like, we're not sure what's happening, like, what's ha- going on, very um, uncertain. And, and just out of curiosity, where were they, your guests that were in the Bay Area, where were they supposed to be going to? So they were supposed to be going to New York. <laughs> So, yeah, one of oh, them, yeah. exactly, one of them, one of them was, um, it was a couple, and one of them was going to be doing a visiting professorship at a university in New York, so that's why they were going to be gone for three months, and right. so we, oh, I was so, it, well, not to get ahead of myself, but <laughs> I always spoil, you know, spoil the ending, but, um, so they were scheduled to go to New York to do this professor visiting you know professorship thing and they really wanted to go through with it they were like you know kept checking in with us like don't worry everything's still going ahead but we're going to keep you posted like blah 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 and we were like okay it would be really great obviously if it still went ahead because then we'd have somewhere to be for like three months and they really wanted we're so looking forward to this uh, position in new york but then last minute like it got canceled Obviously, you know, everything was getting canceled, especially New York. I mean, New York became like an epicenter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, all of the universities were going to online classes at that point. So it was just it would have made no sense for them to go over there. They were super bummed. Obviously, it was totally out of their control. And um, but they were really, really nice about it. Like they were like, oh, if we can 
you know, if you need to offset travel costs, like, let us know. Like, we hope to have you house it for us in the future. And so that, like, really, even though it, like, sucked for everyone involved, it was really nice that they were so, you know, forthcoming and they were generous and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's really why, like, we love house-sitting as well, because it's just such a great community of people. So, I mean, but still, regardless, it left us without a place to stay. And um, that's obviously very stressful. You know, everyone was like getting in like hunker down mode, you know, stay where you are, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, well, um, we can't really hunker down if we don't have anywhere to be, you know. So this is literally like, so um, just to, to reiterate, this was kind of like last minute. So so what's the timing there before you were supposed to leave and them saying, look, we're absolutely not going. We have to cancel. Yeah, it was like a week, which is such it doesn't it's very short notice, very short notice. I mean, yeah. we've never had a cancellation before in the past. Um, and obviously, it's not like we're holding it against them. But like a week notice isn't very long at all to yeah. figure out where you're going to be staying, especially in a pandemic or, oh I mean, gosh. in general, I mean, because, you know, um, last minute accommodation is expensive and right. especially if you're, yeah. So regardless, yeah. Weeks can notice cancellation. Like that's in the house sitting world. That is very late notice. And that is yeah. generally like very frowned upon because obviously yeah. it's not cool to leave people stranded high and dry. Obviously these are extenuating circumstances. So like I said, yeah. we didn't hold it against them at all. Um, but yeah, still it was stressful. So we had this whole, like I said, this whole, like kind of like, I feel like week to 10 days when we were, everything was up in the air. Like we were talking with both people like here where, um, where we were house sitting. And then in California, we, yeah, we were all just going back and forth Luckily, like I said, everyone was super, you know, just very upfront and on it. So that was really good. Um, but still, we had to figure out what to do when we were kind of trying to balance. I mean, luckily, like we were already in our home country. So that was um, a relief. I know. I mean, I'm sure you've talked to so many people that were abroad and had to make the decision whether they should come home or not. Um, we were yeah. still kind of debating that decision because we're like I said, we're from New York. And like technically, like that's where we are insured so like we weren't sure if like i like we would be say one of us were to get sick like were we would we be able to get a test here or would we not because we're not technically residents of utah and you know we don't have utah state insurance i don't know I, we've had to deal with some out-of-state insurance claims before and it's kind of a pain in the ass so we did it we we just weren't sure if like maybe we should go back to new york but like Everyone that we know there lives in tiny one bedrooms. So there's not, it's not like, I know a lot of people have gone back. Um, a lot of nomads have gone back and stayed with their family. Like, you know, oh, my family, they have an extra bedroom or they're in the house and whatever. Like, that's just not the case in New York. Like, no one has an extra bedroom. <laughs> I mean, you live yeah. in Toronto, so that's a big city too. I'm sure it's the same. It is. Um, Toronto has, a new, I mean, Torontonians are going to hate me for saying this, but <laughs> Toronto has a New York City complex. So uh, where the b best way to put it is Toronto is exactly like New York without crack. Um, <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there. We're just starting to snort now, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but New York is like, it's madness. Like, you know, skyscrapers all over the place. Toronto is getting there. It will be there soon. 
guaranteed. But it's it's like New York, just not as crazy and as hectic. Still hectic, but not on that level. But it's getting there. So yeah, I could totally hear what you're saying. It's, it's crazy, and um, it's very expensive as I, as I could imagine. Oh Toronto's ridiculously expensive. So New York City's out of control, expensive. So I get that as well. Yeah, yeah. out of control is definitely the way to put it. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. like at that point, we were, like things weren't where they are now now that we've seen what has happened in new york but we were you know everyone was seeing going in that direction and i mean there was no way that it wasn't going to uh based on everything like just um so yeah so we were like oh i don't want to touch new york with a 10 foot pole all of our friends and family were like don't come here like stay yeah. away <laughs> yeah so <laughs> regardless even if we i mean it's it, like we did later on some of the people that we knew left and there were empty apartments there that we could have stayed in, but it was like, then you'd have to get there. So, you, you know, uh, and that was too late. That was after the fact we had to, you know, we were already had to find a place. So, um, yeah, all this was going on. We we're weighing all these options, trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then we were talking to the person that we were house sitting for and he was, just, we, he has, a couple of Airbnb apartments on his property that the one that we were house sitting for. So it's a house, but he has a couple of basement Airbnb apartments and they were all booked. Um, so that's why we hadn't been thinking that was an option, but obviously then once Airbnb came out with that, like their cancellation policy thing, um, a lot of people canceled pretty much everyone. So, um, so at that point, that was like, you know, uh, probably like maybe five to seven days after we had heard what or that we had been canceled on. So then he was like, yeah, why don't you just we asked him if we could stay in one of the apartments until like you know, whatever, we figured something out. And he was like, oh my gosh, of course. Like, and, you know, so we agreed with him to stay. Cause at that point it was like, okay, this isn't going to be over like immediately. You know, this yeah. was like, we were rounding in on April. And so we, um, yeah, so we cut a deal with him basically. And he was like, yeah, it's stay till May 1st. And we will like reevaluate, we'll see where things are then, you know, and we can like reevaluate what, what the situation is like. So um, yeah, we actually just extended with him last week until like June 1st because, you know, things still aren't clear. So it ended up having like a really great ending. And I'm so like thankful and grateful that this worked out because we just literally like walked around from the front door to the back where the apartment is. (laughs) So it was like the easiest COVID transfer ever, you know, like beautiful. So that was like it ended up being like when I tell the story now, I'm like, wow, that was a really easy scenario. But there was like all that time that was like up in the air, which was like very stressful. We were like, Oh my gosh, we don't know where we're going to stay, like whatever. And I know a lot of house sitters and digital nomads, like, you know, they were in much more stressful situations and stuff like that. Like, so I'm just so glad this worked out. And again, I feel like it comes back for me. It comes back to being connected with the house sitting community. Like the guy that we have set for, um, was this was the second time we were house sitting for him and we became friends and he's just like got our back so that was just 
you know, we felt like we had some support system here. Like he wasn't going to like throw us out on the street or something like that, you know? And I know that was like a real fear for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, so we, yeah, he cut us like a really reduced rate for like the apartment that we're in now. And it's like fully stocked with everything we need to, you know, be in our little shelter in place situation. So, um, it's really good. It ended up really better than I could have ever hoped because there were so many possibilities that we were floating around. And when it came down to it, we were just like, we shouldn't get on a plane right now. We don't want to get on a plane right now and we can't really go back to New York. So staying put was kind of the best case scenario. And that's what ended up happening. Um, you know, there's trade-offs to everything. Like you can see what in the video, you can see it's kind of dark. It's a basement. So um, that is a downside, but like that's really such a small like thing compared to like everything that what could have happened. Exactly. Yeah, we can walk around because Salt Lake isn't dense. So it's it's we have a park nearby. I've just worked out like really well in the end. So I'm so glad for that. This segment is brought to you by GPS My City. Do you love exploring cities on foot at your own pace? Well, GPS My City's mobile apps, available on iOS and Android, feature self-guided city walks and GPS-powered travel articles written by travel bloggers and travel content creators for over 1,000 cities worldwide. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. So let's let's break this down. Let's Let's do a little bit of a hindsight 2020 thing. Because that's that's the catchphrase for this show. So hindsight is 2020. So uh, for the COVID episode, it's a little bit difficult to kind of have a hindsight is 2020 because, uh, it, quite frankly, no one really knew what was going on. I mean, everything was changing literally day by day. Like um, today, that was allowed. Tomorrow, it's not allowed. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything was changing. Uh, New York City specifically. Um, us, as, us as Toronto, Torontonians, uh, uh, New York City is one of the places that I visit often because it's literally an hour and a half flight to New York City. So uh, every every Easter long weekend, uh, I would take a trip over to New York City um, and stay there for four days because my travel blog is all about short trips and stuff. And uh, and I would hang out in there and I have family there and we would hang out and I would try to explore a different borough every time. And so I was like, we didn't, we didn't buy our tickets just yet for New York. And we we're kind of monitoring what was happening because we we're like, okay, I don't know. Do we go? It's coming up. Like we need to book now if we were to go to April. And it's interesting that uh, flights didn't really know what was going on. And, and nobody knew what to do really. Like people were scared to book because they didn't know if they were going to get their money back. People were, um, insurance was like, we don't know what to do. Uh, and then finally, some people started to come up with some serious rules and insurance was saying, OK, look, uh, if you travel after this date, then we're not going to cover you anymore. <laughs> if you if you are trying to get home before this, then we can cover you. So that was put into rule. And then airlines sort of did the same thing. Airlines started saying, OK, look, if you book a flight at this point and it gets canceled, then we can't help you. Right. But uh, if you had a flight that was sort of booked you know, in May or June or July, then we can either offer you a refund or we can, you know, um, extend your ticket or whatever. And you could pay the difference depending on the price down when that time comes. So once that happened, then people felt a little bit of relief 
so they can start to make proper decisions. And some people are like, I have tickets. Do I fly? Do I not fly? Literally every day as things are happening, people are like, I don't know. Do I go? Do I not go? And then literally within a week, like, and I, I mean, I could be off by a day or two. It literally went from Italy being the epicenter to New York State being the epicenter, like literally within a week. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh. So like, I guess we're not going to New York City then. <laughs> so these yeah. certain things had to just kind of happen for you to start to make official decisions like as to what you're going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. it was literally, I've never seen stuff move so quickly. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. But, but the questions I had, I wanted to ask you. So first of all, um, cause I was kind of taking notes as you were talking, what would happen in your particular situation if, if this guy didn't have space for you and the next guy canceled, what would you have to end up doing? Cause you're in U- Utah and, and how far is Utah from New York? So far, so far, okay. because I looked, I, that was one, one thing I was thinking about. I was like, like, what if we just drove there? Because like, neither of us wanted to get on a plane. I mean, but it's three hours flight. So that's no joke in terms of driving. It would literally be like a five day drive if you drove like seven to eight hours a day. So and then, you know, that adds up because you got to rent the car. We don't have a car. So rent the car one way. That's expensive, as you know. And then um, you got to pay for your accommodations, as we were saying. And then you're potentially exposing yourself to a ton of people. So even even in the car, you're still, you know, going to hotels, like whatever. And at that point, like, I mean, people still don't, we don't still don't know how it's being really transmitted. I mean, it seems like for the most part, it's like, respiratory stuff like but see things can still live on surfaces they're not sure like blah 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 at that point in time we knew absolutely nothing you know so um (laughs) we were just totally going blind so yeah i mean if if it was like closer to new york i think we would have driven and um driven back because one of the things that we were floating around was just i mean it became very clear that we were just going to need to rent a place somewhere like and hunker down and the decision then was like where to do that um, because we were, it was very close. Like we were like, maybe we should go back to New York state. So at least we're in our home state and we have a support system and this or that. And I actually spent um, like a long time, like 10 years, I lived in Buffalo, New York. Um, so obviously, you know, Buffalo, very close to Toronto. Um, yeah. And so I, I, my half my family is still there and I, I do have some friends there and Buffalo is way cheaper than New York City. So <laughs> we were like, maybe we should just go to Buffalo and rent a place there. You know, uh, that wouldn't be a bad option. And I don't think that would have been a bad option either. I mean, Buffalo's cases have been very low. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, we have a support system there. So that was something we're thinking about. But it still came down to like, do we want Getting to fly to right now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the flights weren't cheap either, which I thought was surprising. Um, but yeah, so. Well, they're cheap now. So basically, yeah. uh, when, uh, cause I was talking with some of other travel bloggers trying to get home from Catania. Mm. So they started to jack up the prices like out of control. I mean, for crying out loud here in Toronto, People were jacking up the price for hand sanitizer and toilet paper. Wow. It was getting really bad. Like people were really taking advantage. Wow. So, but anyways, yeah, uh, they were jacking up the price bad to get out of situations. Like literally, uh, my uh, friend of mine, she was just talking about uh, how uh, one of her friends, another travel blogger, booked because they're going to try to get from Catania to Malta because Malta is like closer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then, of course, Malta said, ah, hell no, and closed their borders. Uh, so, but the, the, it started at 46 euros because it's really close. Yeah. And then by the time she booked, like, hour after hour, it went up to, like, 180 euros. Like, wow. it literally just jumped within a, a few hours. Like, they realized money's to be had here. So, they just jacked up everything. It was out of control. So, so basically what you're saying, if you couldn't find a place, then you would have to rent a place. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't rent a place through the guy that we're, we're at his Airbnb now, we would have just rented another Airbnb in, in Utah, Salt Lake. Cause, cause like I said, and that's what a lot of people, it seems like they're doing right now that are nomads that don't have a place to stay because, um, you know, no one's traveling. So Airbnb hosts would rather have someone even at a reduced price than no one in there at all, you know? Right. So, um, we, we were looking at that option before we um, got the place that we were now. So, yeah, we would have just, you know, um, set that up with someone else in, in Salt Lake. You're, you're kind of – I think it might have worked for you because uh, Salt Lake, as you said, is, a, is smaller. Mm. Um, but what I can say here in Toronto, being the, the mega city that it is, uh, I mean – I have friends who run Airbnbs, uh, but Airbnb was creating rules around COVID-19. So they were saying, um, they were kind of like, didn't really know. They're more, for the most part, playing by air. But then when it got more serious, um, Airbnb just said, okay, um, you can cancel um, saying COVID-19. So hosts were able to say, we don't want guests anymore and cancel all of them mm-hmm. and then not have to pay anything or not have their super host status ruined. And then guests were also allowed to say, look, I'm canceling and not be penalized any money. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm actually surprised. I mean, you're lucky that, that this was already, that he had Airbnbs already in his place because I mean, yeah, it, it, w- it also wasn't necessarily easy to find Airbnbs either mm. because a lot of hosts were like, we don't know where you're coming from and we don't want you in our place. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that because, yeah, I had seen I was joining like a bunch of um, like Facebook groups for like renting apartments in Salt Lake. And there were some Airbnb hosts in there like advertising their place. Like I have mm. this place open like they were just trying to. They, you know, they're probably like spread thin on their, you know, what they could pay for and they didn't want to pay the mortgage or they couldn't or like whatever. So there seemed to be um, enough people here that were willing to take guests regardless. So, yeah, that was a good thing. And yeah, because it's such a smaller city, like there's just way less people coming to and from and we were already here. So it wasn't like we were flying in like we had already been here, like not really in contact with a ton of people anyway, because we work from home. So, um, so yeah, but that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, so it kind of like, I I was thinking about something you said about, um, maybe hindsight. And one of the things that I've, uh, really been appreciative of is that we always have like an emergency savings stash. So Uh, like we could, that was going to be my next question, but (laughs) I jumped the gun. Yeah, no, no, no. That's perfect. You read my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, because, um, because that wasn't a factor concern. I mean, obviously like we were like, okay, I'm not going to pay tons per month. Like obviously we house it for a reason. Like we don't want to, we, you know, to keep our costs down. So, but on the same point in time, we do, we are like always like, you know, this is still like an unsta- 
kind of unstable thing. House sitting is very new, you know, it's exchange based. It just relies on the trust in other people. And that's, I think a really great thing. But at the same time, like I think being prepared for the worst is, you know, only going to come in handy when the worst happens. And um, so I was like, just not having the anxiety of like, okay, we could pay for like a few months or whatever and not have to worry about that um, was huge because I've just, talk to a lot of people or, you know, seeing them on different forums or whatever that have been freaking out because they don't have any kind of safety net. And that's really, um, you know, hard to be learning that lesson right now, you know, when all this is going on and obviously a lot of people are losing their jobs. I mean, I'm, we're also travel bloggers and as you know, that travel industry is down in the dumps. So, but still, I mean, even without having income, we, you know, we have savings that we could be like, okay, we're going to just pay for a place and hunker down and we're, it's going to be fine. And we're just going to wait this out. Um, as opposed to like, oh my gosh, we have no money. What are we going to do? Like, I know people were in that situation and that's really hard, you know? So, um, that's something that we've always been trying to impart on people who want to try, like start house sitting or start being a digital nomad is like, you got to have some back, plan, plan B and ideally plan C and like a good chunk of savings, you know, like, um, I, I, you know, a few months, ideally six. I mean, I was just listening to something yesterday that was like, you should have a year's worth of savings. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. You know, yeah. um, but now it's not that crazy to think about with everything that's going on. I mean, so we've always been telling people who want to house it like, yeah, have a few months savings at least and have a backup plan, you know, um, in case something are to go wrong. I mean, obviously, no one expects a pandemic to happen, but look at where we are. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that, that, that's a very that's a very good point. And a lot of times it does come down to savings. Uh, so, I mean. In your situation, I mean, anyone can just, they can cancel. I mean, it's, it would be frowned upon, as you said, but that can happen. So mm-hmm. really, as you're planning, because you were planned out to, Ju- to June or July. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you're planning on being three months here or three months there. So it would be in your situation to at least have three to six months worth of savings uh, should anything happen um, on a good day. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, so that is, that's huge advice to like have money put aside because you never know. Um, can you imagine if you were living house to house, like what that would be like? Like that would be magic if you didn't have any money. Oh my time. gosh. Yeah, yeah. For serious. I mean, I would feel anxious even if there wasn't a pandemic going on because you'd always yeah. have that underlying anxiety. Like what if something happens? And also I think it would lead you to potentially take um, houses that might not be good for you Uh, or in general, because like that kind of like desperation leads you to make decisions out of that fear and anxiety, as opposed to like, we are always trying to be like, hell yes, we want to house it for you. Like you sound awesome. Your pets sound awesome. The place is great. Like we are excited. Like we never want to do something that is like, we're dragging our feet or like, we have to take this house it because otherwise we'll be left stranded, you know? So I think like, that's also really important on the like, you know, mindset side of things to have that security and know that you don't have to take something, um, that you're don't feel good about and like you have a bad gut feeling about because it 
like I said, it does kind of like really come down to trust. And if you, if you don't feel like that trust is there, then you shouldn't do it. Like regardless of the situation, because you never know what can happen. You know, someone that you're not feeling like you have a good trust about, like they, they could potentially cancel on you regardless of the, what, you know, they could be like, oh, actually my, um, daughter's friend is going to house it while we go away or something, you know, and cancel on you last minute, you know? So there really needs to be that, uh, trust and sense of obligation and responsibility to each other. Um, you know, and having that, those backup plans helps you like make like good decisions that come from like looking at this, the situation as opposed to like desperation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you really shouldn't be making decisions um, out of emotion really. So if, if, so desperation and that is kind of like, it's an emotional, like you're, you're making decisions based on emotion. So uh, when you have money in the bank um, and you feel calm, you can make logical decisions. And then that way you can, continue to make decisions that that are benefit you and and you know the house that you're sitting for as opposed to desperation for sure um you brought up a, a very interesting point that i actually didn't know about and i'm not sure if i mean i guess most americans would know about this but i didn't know that i didn't know that each state has its own insurance so mm-hmm. that that's another thing that's very interesting actually <laughs> yeah i mean like i said like it's not like you're entirely uninsured outside of your state. Like I've had to use out of state insurance before and for emergencies, like you will be covered, but you might not be covered for certain things that you would be covered in your home state. It's all very complicated and not in, you know, (laughs) easy to wrap your head around. I mean, I don't even, but like, you know, it's, it's much easier in your home state to get like the care that you need, like that, that's your priority. So like, yeah, so we have, you know, um, insurance in New York state. Um, like I said, if some emergency were to happen here, we are supposedly would be covered, but in practice, you don't entirely know what's going to happen. There's that it's like in network coverage, it's called, or like out of network coverage and out of network is like way more expensive. And I mean, you know, our healthcare system here is a mess. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, what? cause when I was talking with previous guests, I think one of the concerns about trying to get home was yeah, you don't want to be stranded someplace else, but um, and I, and on this show, we're not we don't want to diss other countries. It's not what we're about. Uh, we tell stories about other countries, but we're not trying to diss them. But you know, in saying that, uh, sometimes uh, we get worried about being in a country that health healthcare system may be quote unquote inferior to your home country's healthcare system. So the question becomes: Do you want to be stuck? in another country, um, unfortunately, having COVID-19 and not having the best possible treatment that you know that you could have in your home country. Mm, So for me, my goal was if I was overseas in a moment, um, you know, I I don't know if I trust other healthcare systems. I just don't know. But I know what my healthcare system is about, good or bad. At least I know that when I get back to Canada, I know what level of treatment I'm going to have. And I'm not saying that our healthcare system is perfect because we have our own issues. Um, I talk about insurance a lot on this show and uh, Ontario specifically, we have our own problems with, you know, patients in hallways and stuff like that. Like we, mm-hmm. we got um, a mess and this COVID-19, I guess another silver lining with it is that all that stuff is getting exposed right now because we're really seeing how bad of a situation we're in. Oh yeah. Uh, cracks, cracks are, 
are getting split apart right now. So hopefully that this is going to be that step that fixes a lot of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my biggest worry would be like, I need to get home because I don't know like what kind of, I might end up someplace where, you know, the coverage might not be good. And my insurance might also decide to say, we're not covering you because mm-hmm. you're yeah. there. Exactly. Because um, ins- insurance was saying things like that. Like, um, as they started to slowly try to adjust to what was happening, um, they were saying, if you are planning a trip to Northern Italy, we're not covering you mm-hmm. when Northern Italy was, was kind of quarantined. And then when Italy um, closes borders, then the insurance company said like a few days later, actually, no, if you're choosing to go to Italy in general, we're not covering you. Then it slowly started to change as, as more countries started to get infected. Then, it, you know, insurance started to change like as what they're doing. So you wouldn't want to be someplace else and um, not have your insurance cover you for whatever reason. Or So my goal would have been to try to get home. I mean, luckily for me, I was already home. Mm-hmm. I was in the plan. I was in the process of planning to go places but obviously that never turned out so i guess i'm just gonna stay home hopefully well like you said i totally agree with everything you're saying like it's really exposing you know a lot of the problems and is really exposing the massive problems that the healthcare in in new york and you know who can access it and you know all of those socioeconomic issues it's just a total mess and it's really sad so i really hope there's some you know Situ- yeah, some changes that happen within our healthcare system because it's just not good. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, that was a fantastic story. Um, I really, I really enjoyed. I was actually getting nervous for you for a second. They're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, what would you do if you don't have a place to be? Like, it's not like you're a turtle. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, like where, Go where are you gonna live? Like, yeah. Like, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But, but I'm so happy that it worked out for you. And, I'm, and thank you so much for taking the time. To share that story with us. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah. Um, so where where can people find you uh, uh, on the internet? Like your your blog. I'm gonna put um, everything that you're telling me in the show notes, of course, so people can click on it. But if people want to go check it right now, uh, where can people find you and where can people find your podcast? Yes. So we are at alternativetravelers.com. So that's the um, American spelling with one L of travelers in case there are any Brits listening. Well, I actually think you guys spell it with two L's, right? I was just going to say or Canadians listening. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. So I got to give that disclaimer. Alternative travelers with one L. Yes, so that's our website has everything there. It has uh, the podcast right on the front page, um, all our blog links and everything. We have actually we have a book on house sitting, so you can find that there and all of our articles. We have a ton of stuff uh, for people who are interested. And then yeah, our podcast is just called the Alternative Travelers Podcast, and yeah, we talk all about uh, yeah alternative traveler house sitting. Um, being a digital nomad, all that, all that good stuff. And we really come at it from just an honest perspective of trying to like give you the real, the horror stories and all, I guess, like just like not sugarcoating it, just telling you the real deal, you know, what you got to be concerned about. And because house hunting obviously can feel like super glamorous, like, oh my God, I got a free place to stay. But like, you know, we really want to show people how to do it right, how to have a good experience, how to really, you know, do it long term. Um, and then, yeah, social media, I'm most active on Instagram. So that's Alternative Travelers on Instagram. And I'm always in there posting photos, stories, all that jazz. So, yeah. Awesome. 
uh, not that I wish this on to anybody, but if you do ever end up having another horror story that you'd like to share, then just reach out to me and I'll be glad to have you come back again. Not that I'm wishing that on you. I'm just letting you know that. (laughs) Well, it happens. You know, (laughs) it happens. They happen, you know, for sure. Um, And yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me. It's been super fun. So thank you. All right. Case closed. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can listen to the show over at www.travelhorrorstoriespodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment. It really helps the show and its episodes get discovered by more people. Plus, your feedback will help me tweak and change the show to make it the best show on the internet. Yes. Cheers. Cheers.